0: Born on a mountain top in Tennessee, Greenest state in the land of the free. Raised in the woods, so he knew every tree. Killed him a bar when he was only three.
1: Davy, Davy Crockett. thousands of miles from their home, and they're headed into the unknown wilds of Africa. This is totally insane. We are two kids from L.A. about to spend two days walking through the uncharted wilderness where animals eat kids from L.A. Their mission, a daring rescue. Duma! Their only ally, a half-pint hero named Morogo.
0: We have a saying, trouble does not ring a bell. Mm -hmm. Their chances for making it as remote as the land itself. Maybe you need some help. Boy, do we need some help. In the great Disney tradition
1: comes a story of friendship, courage and survival.
0: You expect us to eat termites?
1: Mm, They're not even dead yet. A breathtaking new adventure we got to save Duma. That'll take you into the very heart of the African
0: wilderness. Duma! Walt Disney Pictures' Cheetah. And friends,
1: Welcome to African Safari Night Here on Be Kind Rewind This is your Disney Plus movie podcast I, of course, am Dan Tietz,
0: And joining me... Kyra Hawkins And that's our show cause... Yeah, I was like thinking The way I just said my name <laughs> Kind of is the whole tone of, of how this is probably going to go just like oh. <laughs> ah, yeah.
1: all right well if y'all did not do your homework shame on you but it is a holiday season and nobody does homework during this time of year so we are talking about the next to last walt disney film from 1980s this movie was entitled simply cheetah it was released on august eighteenth, nineteen 1989 it did a whopping 8.153 million dollars at the box office
0: mm.
1: which is the equivalent of about 20.25 20. million today
0: on a budget of five million
1: which most of that was probably for the scenery and for the one well-known actor on this movie yeah the,
0: the animals. Hmm. Or was there actually a well-known actor in this movie?
1: Yeah, it was um <laughs> the boy, oh. Ted. He was out of Adventures in Babysitting. Don't tell mom the babysitter's dead.
0: Hmm. Not I don't know if I've seen those. Okay. I must have been pretty young if I have, because I don't remember.
1: Well, don't um, Adventures in Babysitting is actually going to be our first non-Disney '80s movie. Hmm. So. Well, with the exception of Splash, but that's way on, back, back, way on the in the archives. You can listen to the original or the Old School Saturday edition, both of which are ready for you to download and listen.
0: I hope that he is, or was, better in the other movies than he was in this one.
1: Well, he was the brother in Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead, to Christina Applegate. Okay. And I think he, he and his stoner friends were what made the movie
0: well, that's encouraging, yeah um i mm, do do I want to give too much away i I mean, I think it's probably already clear how I feel, but um,
1: this was your favorite movie of the year. Come on, admit it.
0: no, I didn't think he was good in this movie, and I didn't think this movie was good. okay, sorry, good night, we're done. sorry i mean
1: yeah part of me
0: is like talk about the plot
1: i specifically waited on this movie until a night where my wife was working late and my son was down because i knew that he would not well i didn't really know how he would react but considering his reaction to benji the hunted i had a good thought of how it was going to go so i said well let me go ahead and just wait and the best part of this was the scenery
0: yeah i agree the scenery and the animals
1: so yeah i was yeah we'll get into it we'll rip this one to shreds and leave it for the hyenas
0: sounds good to me
1: all right well all right So the synopsis, which goes a little something like this, comes to his care of Wikipedia. L.A. siblings Ted and Susan Johnson join their parents in Kenya, where their father, Earl, works at a NASA tracking station, and their mother, Jean, works at a clinic. Ted's dreams of roughing it on the savannah are squashed when their mother leads them into a house that looks like it belongs in Pasadena, California. Although she forbids her children to explore, Ted and Susan sneak out of the... To a near, nearby watering hole where they meet a friendly Maasai boy named Morago. Morago shows his siblings the wildlife in Kenya and they teach him how to play a video game. One day, their mother comes home to discover Morago in their home and they convince their parents that Morago will keep them safe, which their parents reluctantly agree to. One day, Ted kicks a soccer ball over a barrier and it lands against a sleeping rhino. Morago sneaks up to the animal, retrieves the ball, and places a small stone on the rhino's side. He then gives Ted another stone, daring him to do the same. The rhino awakens as Ted nears, causes, causing him to flee. Morago's father scolds him for neglecting his goat-herding duties, and Morago says that he will take care of his duties, but he has been learning new stuff from his friends, to which he detests because they are different who the father detest because they are different. One day, the, tree, the trio comes across a cheetah cub whose mother has been killed by a poacher. Susan insists they take the cub home as it's the only way for her to survive, and her parents reluctantly agree. Where she, and they decide to keep her, where she becomes the household pet. Six months later, the Johnson family convince the children to free Duma and train her to hunt according to the advice of an Australian game warden named Larry, before their vacation is up. Meanwhile, an Indian sh- storekeeper named B Patel, who has unsuccessfully tried to buy Duma, hires an opportunistic Englishman named Nigel and a ruthless poacher named Abdullah, who are planning to make a fortune out of Duma by exploiting her speed at the prolific sport of racing against greyhounds. The night before Ted and Susan are to leave Africa, Patel breaks into the house to steal Ted's whistle and the three gamblers manage to secure Duma. The next morning, the family says goodbye to Morago and stops at Patel's door. Patel accidentally reveals his whereabouts to Ted, and he notices similar markings on Abdullah's shoes, indicating that he was the poacher who killed Duma's mother. Ted tried to convince his parents about Patel's conspiracy to no avail, so the kids missed their flight after sending a telegram to their grandmother, and learn Patel's whereabouts from his cousin that he is working in a camp in Jamhuri. The children convince Morago to save Duma, but he fears that he can't go and gives them directions to Jamhuri. The next morning, however, he sneaks away as well and decides to help them rescue Duma. However, Morago's parents have learned about their disappearance and informs Ted's and, Ted and Susan's parents. Earl calls his mother, and she informs him that a telegram the siblings sent to her. The parents call the police, and their wives insist on heading out to find the children themselves. Meanwhile, the children arrive at the camp and sneak in at nightfall. They manage to find Duma, but are captured by the poachers and locked in a cage. While they leave for the race, Morago unlocks the cage, and they head after the poachers at Nairobi. They head off after the poachers, only to be caught by a policeman roaming the roads for them. They escape due to the inattentiveness of the policeman, and finally make it to Nairobi, with the help of their sheep farmer. The children te- reach the race track in time to hear the cheetah greyhound race being announced. In the race, Duma has now been overtaken by the greyhounds with greater resistance, as predicted by Patel, who had given up losing in bets but is revived in in, in viewing his master and resumes the the race winning. Ted grabs his whistle from a security guard and blows it, allowing Duma to gain her burst of speed and win. While the other gamblers must compensate all bets, Duma rebels against Abdullah and attacks him until she is rescued by Earl. While While both sets of parents berate their children for leaving them, the poacher is arrested. The families arrive at Cheetah Valley to release Duma and notice another Cheetah. They refuse to extend their parents' proposal for the holiday, and they try to release Duma, but a stubborn Cheetah refuses to leave until Susan manages to convince her to leave. The children's the children quote a Kenyan adage by Morago Though we are far apart, our spirits share the same earth and the same sky as they happily watch Duma with her new friend with her newfound friend, the end. So, as you know, if you've listened to even 10 of the podcasts that we've done out of the 150, I do things on a stream of consciousness, but as my dog is clicking around in the background and I think I just heard him in the speakers.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: so, Ted, who, is, who has been played by the wonderful Keith Coogan, and you can look him up to see who he is, Um, he and his sister get transplanted to Kenya for six months. And the parents, I think, are pretty strict.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But they don't have any safeguards in place because day two, Ted decides to sneak out of the complex, not knowing anything that's going on around them. And this is set in Kenya in an undisclosed year. It doesn't say what year it was, but the it was obviously after NASA started cuz i think the dad was working for NASA or something to that effect and i just i lost interest in the movie right there i'm like all right this is going to be another one where the kids don't obey and they go mm-hmm. off and do whatever shady stuff they're wanting to and there is never any repercussions in these disney movies
0: right um the very first thing i wrote in my notes for this movie was um, three seconds in, and I'm bored. And this was um, while there were beautiful animals like leaping across the screen, and I was just like, "This I can already tell. This probably that and the music, like I I can tell I'm gonna be out on this real fast." Um, so yeah, like on day two, like you said, they sneak out. Like the it's like the parents are really smart according to what jobs they're doing there and like why they're in Kenya to begin with. But it's the thing of like that you see in shows like Nickelodeon or, um, Disney channel or whatever, like where the parents are dumb. Mm-hmm. Like they're, they're too dumb to have had kids cause they don't know how to anticipate or how to parent.
1: Yeah. Um, I can go with that.
0: Yeah. So like they sneak out and I just, I was like, uh, like you said, this is how this movie's going to go. Um, and then it seemed like at some point they're whining about all these situations they're in that they created. Mm-hmm. And that's when I just, I was like, I hate this. Um,
1: yeah. And so the reason why they sneak out is because they see a couple of... I guess they're called bush people is the indigenous proper terminology for them who are out tending to sheep or goats or something. And there's this one cute little kid, which was a highlight of the movie.
0: Yeah, I did like him.
1: And he spoke better English than some seventh graders that I've dealt with. Mm Mm-hmm. And so, my next thing is, who taught him English? And then we come to find out that somehow there's a town that's within a couple of days' walk from where Morago lives. And the boy and his sister end up sneaking back into their complex. And then they start every day sneaking out to go gallivant and... Whatever. Mm -hmm. And all goes well until they bring the um, boy back to the complex. And the mom walks in on them playing Pac-Man on the Atari. And then they're like, well, I mean, he knows the land. He's not going to cause us to get hurt. And I'm sitting here trying to figure out how long they have been sneaking out to make this assumption that... There aren't bad intentions. Right. And so they continue to go out. Now they've apparently got the parents' blessings. And then Morago goes down to get a soccer ball that Ted kicks down by accident and turns the back of a rhino into a game of chicken.
0: Yeah, I thought this was dumb. Like I wish they hadn't done this, but it also was kind of... Well, of course he feels safe doing it. He's around these animals all the time. But then, of course, um, Ted does it and wakes the sleeping rhino, and then it's like, do you not see why this is bad? Like, sure, he could be a good guide and keep you out of danger because he knows his way around, but he's still a kid, and you should exercise judgment. Yeah. Uh I did like the scene right after that where Mirago's talking to his dad. And um, they like, man, there were so many opportunities for blatant or even accidental racism in this movie. And it didn't happen, which I thought was, I was relieved. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, it seemed like they really kind of honored their culture rather than like exploiting it. Um, which I appreciated but i i liked that scene because like the mom is like telling him not to talk about all the nasty things the white people eat when they're like she's like something about like drink your cow's milk and blood or something yeah. i don't remember
1: yeah because and, and uh, not... apparently the the tribe is vegetarian and so all that they use the cows and the goats and whatever animals are for is for their eggs and their milk and I don't know, because it doesn't actually break it down. And the fact that he's become friends with a couple of people who eat meat on a daily basis is what's disgusting. And then she says, oh, just be quiet and drink your, your cow's blood and milk.
0: Yeah, I thought that, like... Uh, I don't know if juxtaposition is the right word, but like, where they're like, Ooh, like what they're eating is disgusting. Well, you know, I'm sure the white family is like, Ooh, what they're eating is disgusting. Um, But they didn't show them saying that. And I was actually like, it kind of would have been funny, but it also like could have tiptoed into some dangerous territory. Um, So I was glad that they didn't, but like it occurred to me, like just the humor there. Um, so I thought that was, that was a funny scene. But then we find the baby Cheetah orphaned because a poacher killed its mom. Mm-hmm.
1: And I was, I was literally is, expecting them to show the mom. So that way we, could
0: but like, didn't they, did the poachers take her? They
1: took her skin. That was it. So I guess because this is a Disney film, you can't show the... Yeah. But, yeah, so, of course, because this is a Disney movie, they take the brand-new baby cheetah home, mm-hmm. and there's a discussion of, oh, well, this isn't going to work. And then the next thing that you know, we're fast-forwarding six months down the road.
0: And they have a grown cheetah with a collar yeah, on?
1: that is riding in the back seat like a... Like a um, trained, well-trained dog, for lack of a better term.
0: Yeah. I, like, I was bored (laughs) up until this point. But then when they take the kitten, baby Cheetah, whatever, they take it home. Cub? No, they're kittens.
1: They are kittens, yeah. Uh,
0: Well, they, they take her home, and then, like, the back and forth with the parents was when I was like, okay, I'm out on this movie because... Like this defies any kind of logic. The (laughs) parents have lived there for however long before the kids were there and they should know what (laughs) to do or who to call to know Mm -hmm. what to do. And they should know like this is not okay. And like they say that, but then they like are complete pushovers. Like I know we don't have a story if that (laughs) happens, but I mean, like, let's be real. If Keaton, like, let's say that my family were in this situation, and Keaton is like, I found this, like, baby cheetah. Like, it'd be hard to say no to, obviously. Like, I get that. But, like, no, it's wrong. It's wrong for us. It's wrong for the animal. She won't learn what she Mm -hmm. needs to to survive. Like, there are, like, organizations who deal with that specifically.
1: Yeah.
0: So they should have, like, turned her over right then. And when that didn't happen was when I was like, "I mean, you know going in like they have a pet cheetah, but that conversation, like watching that play out and then them being like, "Oh, well, oops, we have a cheetah as a pet,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um made me so angry that it was like i this is the point where I hated the movie <laughs> and and never recovered,
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: and I was like, there's so an hour left." <laughs>
1: Yeah, and so we've got a probably 60-pound cheetah riding in the back of the vehicle. And the one thing that made me laugh was the boy, Ted, his shirt says Hakuna Matata on it.
0: Well, they've lived there long enough, he would have that, I guess.
1: Yeah, but how many years is it before that becomes a Disney catchphrase? Two or three?
0: Mm, Lion King came out in 1994, I okay, think. Okay, so we're
1: five years away. They were probably starting to plan to do the to do this movie. But I saw that, and I was like, you got one brownie point. That and a box of brownie mix mm-hmm. will get you a brownie.
0: Well, and it's in, like, the dialogue at some point, maybe once or twice. And then I caught it in a song that was playing in the background at some point, I think. Like, towards, like, fr- like closer to mm-hmm. the end, I want to say. Um, but, yeah, like, so... <sighs> There were a few moments, like, here and there, but once I had checked out, I was like, oh, no, I'm in danger. Like, I still have to finish this movie, (laughs) and I already know that I don't want to. (laughs) Um, And that's where my notes kind of start to scatter a little, because it just was like, I was angry. I wrote you should have figured this out. How could you be Mm -hmm. so stupid? Like, these are things I really have in my notebook. Yeah. Uh, And then I was like, I can't make myself care anymore.
1: So then it falls to me. Like,
0: I feel like I, I feel like I could tell you, um, am I back? Am I back? back? Can you hear me? Did I ever, did you ever lose me?
1: It's going to make for some great. Okay. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Just out of nowhere with no explanation. My phone tried to connect and, and take over um, I, which I don't understand why that keeps happening but whatever <laughs> where was I I I, I started to out. hate the movie and then I and yeah and I was like I think I can probably tell you the like the rest of the plot in like a minute and a half that it would be like all sarcasm and 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 anger yeah. no not anger well irritation
1: okay So, yeah, we're an hour left in the movie, and the parents and Ted and I think the girl's name is Susan, completely forgettable, obviously, Mm. they're planning to take Duma, who is the cheetah, to a place called Cheetah Valley. Very original name, but whatever. And then we get introduced to the shady shopkeeper named Patel.
0: Patel.
1: And he sees duma sitting there as a well-behaved cat until she runs out and then ted whistles her back and she comes back and he's like i would give you a 50 pounds sterling." and this is exactly the accent that is in the movie so i am not going stereotype Um,
0: yeah that's how they play it
1: and they're like no we're, we're gonna take them to cheetah we're gonna take her to cheetah valley we've already figured that out it's done And then I actually checked out at that point. Oh, well, I did, but I didn't because I continued to take notes, but I didn't remember what part of the movie it was actually from. Because then we jumped from the 50-pound sterling to dragging a gazelle in a sack as my next note. So they start (laughs) trying to rewild, I guess, would be the proper terminology, the cheetah. And so they have a... Dead gazelle that someone had killed, they stuffed it in a sack, drug it along behind the truck, and instead of getting the sack, Duma jumps up at the back seat of the truck and just sits there, like, Why'd you yeah. leave me
0: right? So I will say, like Duma was the best part mm-hmm. of this movie. like when you said um like a famous actor or whatever earlier, i really I was like the cheetah was the only one I cared about. Um, and I don't even like feel bad saying that. I just I don't know. Every time I saw the cheetah with the collar, I got mad. Um, and I have a note about that at the end. But uh, like they're they're trying to teach her to hunt and, and chase after things, and I don't know. Like the she gets her own little like training montage, mm-hmm. which I only enjoyable because like I like a cheetah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I like, I don't, I, I feel bad. I just don't have a whole lot of notes until uh, it's time for them to leave. Yeah.
1: So, I loved Morago and his sayings, because I think I wrote down more of the sayings than what was actually going on in the movie. Because he said, Trouble does not ring a bell. When rain falls on a mm-hmm. leopard, spots do not fall away. When the river divides, the water is not so sweet. It was at that point that I, that I actually checked it. But, so, they, we fast forward to the last night the kids are going to be in Kenya. And Patel has met a bad guy that ends up being the guy that killed Duma's mom. Spoiler alert, not like anybody's doesn't already figure out this, what's going to happen. And so, right. they decide that they're going to cash in on... Duma being the fastest thing around, but they know that she can only run for a certain amount of speed and and distance. So they have to figure out how long that is. And so doing what bad guys do in Disney movies, they kidnap the animal. I think we've seen Mm -hmm. it several times in the eighties movies alone.
0: Yeah. It almost like, it's like we don't even need to describe how it happens. Mm -hmm. It just, they kidnap the, the way that you probably think. Um, Yeah, so I had. Oh, go ahead, sorry.
1: And the way that it happened was so cheesy. Because you have this you have the Bushman who ends up being the Skinner, which we've already discussed. We have Patel who is the Stooge. And then there's a third guy that I never really figured out what his role in the movie was. Other than to drive the mm-hmm. motorcycle or something.
0: Yeah. And It's like the poker. And the, Patel's kind of acting as the yeah. broker, maybe?
1: And so they sneak in, and movie should have ended right there, because they end up getting into, or Patel gets into Ted's room, mm-hmm. and he's looking for the whistle, because the whistle's the thing that calls Duma, and they don't catch him in the room because he is hiding behind the door. And I'm just like, wow But we see that later on because when they go to catch when they go to try to find Duma, Morago almost gets caught, but he's up in the rafter. So it's like nobody looks around for anything in Africa, obviously.
0: Yeah. Um I so she gets kidnapped and then like as much as I did not like the kids or teenagers in this movie. Um, When the parents are so dismissive of of them being like, hey, something's not right. It made me hate the parents even more. Um, Because, like, they, I don't know, somehow they figure it out pretty quickly. Um, Ted, like, notices shoe prints that match the same shoes they saw around Mm -hmm. the dead mother, Cheetah, like, first of all, how do you remember that? Secondly, there's probably like 30 people in the vicinity with those exact same shoes, but okay, um, that's his irrefutable proof. And like, he's right, but I just kind of rolled my eyes. Like, that's too easy. And, um, but then the, the parents are so dismissive and they're going to put them on a plane back to America, back to LAX. And, I, in a movie that I already had decided I was out on, this is like where it kind of jumped the shark for me. Um, Cause like the parents think they've gotten on the plane and the kids take, um, take off in basically the other direction to stay. Like we're going to figure this out. And they send a telegram to grandma, like don't come to the airport. We decided to keep the kids like they forge it. Classic teenage move. Although usually you see that to get out of school, not out of the flight.
1: And so then the sister's like, well, you know you just cost mom and dad a boatload of money for these tickets. And he's like, refundable. And the next thing that you see is them doing the telegram, which, Mm -hmm. I mean, there are so many dated references in this movie. Yeah. Because there there was a part where they were where they were sitting down to eat with one of the co-workers, I guess. I don't know. And they decided that they needed to get some music. And Ted says, oh, well, I have not packed my records. I'm like, okay, cool. He's going to get some vinyl. No, he picks up a tape. And I'm just like, that's not a record, dude. And so, yeah, then we get the telegram. And then the next thing that you see is them in the back of a truck bus, I guess, is what they call it. I don't even know with a bunch of people just staring at them and then mm-hmm. Ted decides that it's a smart move to pull out their stack of travelers checks.
0: Yeah, I mean, thankfully nothing happens cuz it's the 80s and it's a Disney movie and everything is so mm-hmm. innocent. Um they arrive back in like the town or whatever. Um, and immediately go offer their traveler's checks to Patel's like cousin or something who's taking over yeah. the store while he's away. Um, at this point, I think is when I paused it and was like, I'm only halfway <laughs> through on this movie. There's still like two years left in this movie. <laughs> um, and it seems like, I don't know, I'm not a filmmaker but it, to me, I'm like they could have wrapped this up so much faster than they did.
1: Yeah, th- this would have made for a wonderful World of Disney special.
0: Yeah, they probably could have. Let's see, it's like an hour and a yeah. half, right? Total time. They, yeah, it. That was too long, even for a feature film. But uh, I, I looked up some reviews from its release, and yeah, it, it all tracks. Um,
1: yeah. So.
0: There's, like, more...
1: No. okay. Oh, so, we keep jumping back and forth between the kids trying to find the runaway cheetah and the captors trying to train the cheetah to run. And...
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I honestly, the cousin is one of the dumbest people on the face of the planet. Because he's like i can't tell you anything he's left he's left oh well we want to give him these travelers checks and we have to meet him and give them to him and sign them in person oh well you can find him at 123 main street that's what it's like yeah you 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 just you you switch on a dime when you bring up money and so for whatever reason they remember exactly the location and then they go to find morago to see if he can help them out he's like no i'm not i'm not leaving my parents i'm not i'm not stupid like you guys are but i'll tell you how to get there hope you don't die
0: yeah morago was like the moral center of this whole movie um like you said like all his little sayings just so wide like maybe i want to be <laughs> like him when i grow up um, but then they still like convince him to be their guide, and so they all like run away together. Again, best part of the movie is the scenery. We get some really beautiful shots of like sunrise, sunset, mm-hmm. giraffes, wildlife. Um, Duma gets another little training montage, except this time it's with the bad guys. Yeah. Um, the like, I- I'm like, how do we, how do you summarize this? The kids like see some cool things as they're walking there. I think it takes too long. It's like 10 or 15 minutes of them walking. Yeah. I mean, with, not with other things, but it's like, yeah, okay, we and get
1: the, it. And the thing but... with that is at the when they start deciding that they're going to go after the bad guys, they're like, oh, well, you know what's going to happen. We're going to go out and start hitchhiking, and then mom and dad are going to pick us up, and then we're all going to be in trouble. And so yeah, they get to Jamhuri, i think is how you pronounce it right as the morago's dad walks into the satellite dish place and starts to break down what's wrong with everything that's going on in this movie and so right. he and his wife are sitting on the couch trying to figure out why these two american people Have just let their child run off, their children run off, and drag their son off. Yeah. And. Which like. And one of them speaks pretty good English, which is the dad. I don't know if the mom spoke much other than the berating, which we'll get to at the very end of the movie. And mm -hmm. so they go, they go trying to find this place, and they have a vehicle. And so I'm thinking, all right, well, great, since the.
0: Yeah, they'll, be there, no they'll
1: be there in no time. And since the kids have already said that once we start hitchhiking, our parents are going to pick us up and we'll be back to square one. But no, somehow they get arrested and because the dads put out a be on the lookout or something like that for these kids. And then they have an inept policeman who, once they say they all have to go to the bathroom at the same time, in a single cell bathroom. And so they sneak out. And hop in the back of a goat truck.
0: Um, Maybe. it. This is like. Kind of where I was like. I don't care what happens anymore. Um, they like. They got. Held hostage by. Like the bad guys. Because they snuck in to try mm-hmm. to save her. And then they, and they escaped. Being hostage. So they're like trying to get to. It's, like, race mm-hmm. day. So, yeah, they, they jump in this, like, I think it is a goat truck, and, like, hitchhike there. And it seems like they get there, like, at the same time, or close to the same time as all the parents arriving. Um, and then, I don't even really know. Duma, she races anyways? They don't, they're not able to stop yeah, the so race? Yeah, so they
1: get there right as the race starts. So, they weren't able to call it off and say no that's our pet cheetah and so the bad guys had set up the race to make it longer than what the cheetah could run but they knew that the greyhounds could run because they were chasing a mechanical bunny or whatever
0: yeah so they're like betting against her and
1: they're like oh well once we've got this we'll be rich and we won't have to worry and then we can buy our own little island off the coast of africa and we'll all live happily ever after and and yeah. so, the family shows up, and Ted pulls out his trusty handy-dandy whistle, and whistles at Duma, and Duma takes off with a second wind, passes the Greyhounds, wins the race, somehow catches the bunny, and then he t- she takes off after the poacher, who has somehow escaped yeah, he, because it- the... Two people that were wanting to get rich have been mobbed by people that are wanting their bets because they had like seven to one odds given to them.
0: Yeah, they lost big time. That was kind of funny. Like, that's, I mean, you knew it was yeah. coming, but like, haha, like, it's always good to see something ha- like that happen to the villains. Um, So, yeah, Duma like attacks the, the poacher or whatever, and then they'll like, inept police officer from earlier is like, oh, we've been trying to get this guy. Yeah. Like, you're welcome. And then, then we get to the kids getting in trouble from their parents, which I thought was kind of a yeah, cute. Yeah, I scene. actually
1: wrote down parents like, just don't understand with that because it's because it's yeah. it's literally what happened with Will Smith when he took his brand his dad's brand new Porsche or whatever, and that's in that verse. And so,
0: well. They get over it pretty yeah. quickly. Um like within a few minutes it looks like. Or well they're all wearing different clothes, so maybe it's the next day. But it's like, oh now we really have to let Duma go. And then this I rolled my eyes so hard. <laughs> this whole thing, and like the kids have to go back to America and we need to release this cheetah into the wild, like we should have six months ago. Six months ago. <laughs> and um the mom is like, Well why don't you just stay another six months? I mean you just got comfortable here and, and we can just keep her while you're here and like No Tracy, I don't even know if that's her name, but that's <laughs> the name that I've just given her. Um like no. Have you been paying attention to the last hour and a half? Obviously not.
1: They were trying um, to set up but Cheetah but- 2, electric Boogaloo.
0: I am glad that didn't work out. So I kind of laughed, but the scene also made me angry. Um, They're like saying their goodbyes Mm -hmm. to her and Mm -hmm. realize like they're going to have to turn their back on her like animal language or whatever. Um, But then they're yelling over like over their shoulders at her. Like, you don't belong with us. You just have to go. Like, she does not know what you're saying.
1: Yeah. And we've seen it so often in like all the Animal movies, because I think we saw it in Natty Gann. And I think mm-hmm. we will see it in Air Bud sometime in the 90s. And in MVP, Most Valuable Primate, which I think that was a Disney movie. Like you, just have- you just have to go. You 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 don't belong here. Go on. Don't you understand? I don't love you anymore. Get out of here. It's like-
0: yeah, you have to leave now. Like, you're in her house, my friends. But, so, another, like, cheetah comes up over the hill or whatever and it's like oh okay go make a friend go make friends but first mm, these cheetahs like bonded so fast it was weird like clearly in real life they already knew each other um they're like man i can't believe or i can't wait for our lunch break how long do you think they're gonna make us film today that's the conversation i was imagining um but what really sent me is that when you see the second cheetah like you don't even really have to look that closely They both have collar marks on their necks where you can see that up until it was time to film this scene, they both have been wearing collars. You can just kind of see it. And I was like, well, that's annoying Mm -hmm. and very sad. Like, I know animals in captivity is just a thing and there's probably not going to be anything happen there. But I don't know, it just made me sad to see something like that with collar marks. Yeah,
1: and then we end the movie with Ted walking off in his Beagle Boy shirt. Yeah, <laughs> Beagle Boy.
0: Beagle Boy. Yeah,
1: and we <laughs> fade to black, and that's your movie, and it went an hour and 28 minutes. To-
0: yeah, I, mm, I hated this. Like, I really just did, well, I don't even know if I hated it. I just stopped caring and was like, I'm never, ever gonna watch this again.
1: What? You mean if you mean if ever. Keaton sees this on Disney, you're gonna just tell her no?
0: Probably. I'll just say I didn't like it, and then I'll leave the room. <laughs> um, when they're like, "Go, Duma, go!" You keep. She like sits down for a second, and then like suddenly. It's like, all right, peace out, guys, and just takes off. I laughed at that. Well,
1: it's funny that you mentioned the second cheetah. Because during the first um, montage sequence where they were trying to get Duma to oh. chase after... Yeah, they are trying to teach her to... They were, going to t- they were teaching her to hunt. And you would think that if you had spent all day every day with a cheetah for even three months... You would know what your cat you looks like. You would know what it And so they're watching, and they see what they think is Duma running after a gazelle. And they're like, oh, and she's doing it. It's on her first try. And then we cut to Ted's feet, and Duma is sneaking up like a dog that got caught with his nose in the garbage can.
0: Just, and just lays down like, sorry, guys, I'm, I'm back.
1: So do you have any kibble? You have any cheetah kibble for me
0: wink wink mm-hmm.
1: so i'm wondering if that was the same cheetah from then and they just had to recycle it And yeah yeah so when rain falls on a leopard spots do not fall away this has been deep thoughts with dan and kyra
0: oh i i was i was crediting it to morago um some of the things he said like i was like that's a little over my head and i'm like 40 Like, I'm going to have to think about that one for a second before I really understand, because that's deep.
1: So, since you checked out, and I did my best to keep a surface-level notes going, I think Mm -hmm. we can already answer the three questions rather rapidly. First, what is today's impact on this movie?
0: Technology. (laughs) It's always (laughs) technology. Like, they wouldn't have been sending... um, a telegram, mm-hmm. the parents would have known where they were yeah, at all Yeah, because they would have had
1: their cell phones. And they would have had find my kid
0: ring. Yeah, they would have had like ring cameras all over the house, so they would have immediately known when she got stolen and mm-hmm. who did it. Um, and well,
1: actually, back up even further. If they had the ring cameras, they wouldn't have been able to sneak out of the property because there because there would have true. been a notification on the mom and dad's cell phone that oh. Ted and Susie are sneaking out. Let's go home right now and find out what they're doing.
0: Yeah. Motion detected at the back door is that's what ours say. Um and surely well, I don't know. There are some pretty odd audacious people in twenty twenty three, but I'm like, surely you would know like you don't keep a cheetah as a pet. I don't know. In Kenya. In Florida. Florida. Like but, but you're like in Kenya. Like in its natural habitat, like, if you find a baby animal, you leave it alone, and you tell, like, the authorities, um, there's one of those.
1: There's there's one of so those? So
0: dumb. <laughs> well, like, whatever the animal is. Uh. Um, next question.
1: <laughs> is this mirrored in culture?
0: Um... I mean, I guess poaching is a thing.
1: Poaching's a thing. We had Joe Exotic during covid uh, version one.
0: Uh, oh my gosh here's the thing we had Joe Exotic in Oklahoma way before we had Tiger King on Netflix like he was here like doing weird stuff that we knew about for a long time before the rest of the country knew about it um just bananas like there was well maybe we should just do a Tiger King episode <laughs> but um Uh, like poaching, dog racing, animal cruelty, dumb people. I guess it is mirrored in culture. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (sighs) Does it fit into today's society? And if so, how? As Kyra rolls her eyes.
0: (laughs) Well, I was, like, thinking that if I really thought deep enough, maybe I could find a way. But, like, clearly, if you've listened to any of the last, like, 30, 45 minutes, then you will know that I just want to say no.
1: Okay. So this concludes the penultimate 1980s Disney film. I promise that our next review will be sunnier. Mm-hmm. Because it is the movie that I think launched the Disney juggernaut of animation film in the 90s.
0: Yeah, the, the renaissance.
1: So if you have no clue what we're talking about, I will just say it like this. Uh. And you have to do it like the operatic singers too, with the hands interlocked
0: um yeah i have i have an anecdote i'll have to save for that episode
1: but yeah we we are finishing out the 80s with the little mermaid the original not the remake not the live action version because we will get to that in probably 2028 or 2029 somewhere around there
0: i was just thinking it would be kind of fun to, on some of these because we're getting into where there's going to be more remakes because they're doing all of the like '90s oh, Disney yeah. Renaissance. It seems Why? It's fun to watch them back to back, kind of like we did with Hocus Pocus. Well, yeah, like like we did with Hocus Pocus. That might be, maybe not yeah. this time, but we might. I'm just gonna put that idea out there. If you, if you like that idea, you can send us an email.
1: And what's that email, Kara?
0: Be kind, rewind, DMP at gmail.com. Good job. All right. You did, get did it. Did I get it? I've, as I was saying it, I, I was like, I know this is right. But then, like, the other little voice was like, No, it's not. Too close. I was losing confidence. Like, there's a plus in there somewhere, but mm. there's not.
1: Yeah, no. the The plus is in Disney Plus movie podcast. So you're right. Um, yes, if you like the idea of us starting to do the original and then the live action remakes, please email us. Let us know. We have had a plethora of downloads in the last month, and for all of those people, thank you. For all of you who are still downloading Snowball Express, please tell us why. <laughs>
0: I forgot about that movie. That
1: movie was so goofy. Unless that is the reason why you were downloading it. In which case, please tell us why. Because it is our most downloaded episode ever. And I... But we have had probably 45 or 50 downloads of Haunted Mansion. As of the recording of this episode. So I don't know if it's one person that's going in listening to bits and pieces. If it is you... Please write us. Tell us. We can. We appreciate you downloading our episode multiple times. Or maybe you've told all of your school friends and all their school friends and all their school friends. Whatever. We're happy. We'll take them. So, as is the custom, we leave you by saying, Stay safe. Stay hungry. And watch out for an American kid in Kenya with a bunch of traveler's checks in the back of a truck book. We'll talk to you next time.
0: <laughs> Part of me was like, stay safe, stay hungry. Like Duma when the bad guys were like withholding food from her.
1: <laughs> Thank you for listening. You can send us feedback at BeKindRewindDMP at gmail.com. We welcome any kind of feedback, and it might get read on the air in a future podcast. Once again, the email address is BeKindRewindDMP at gmail.com. If you have a moment, please rate and review our podcast on whatever streaming service you are listening to us on. This and word of mouth are the two ways to help us reach a larger audience. Thank you in advance for doing this. Thank you again for listening, and we hope you have a great day. Goodbye. Do do, do do
0: do
1: You beep into the music.
0: Yeah, I need some theme music.
1: Dom da dom da No, not that. <laughs> no, okay.